You're listening to the Short Shift Podcast, proud member of the Black and Gold Podcast Network. You can support the show by leaving a comment and five-star rating on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Player FM, Google Podcasts, or any of your favorite podcast platforms. Cynically acclaimed, incredibly online. And now your hosts, Thomas Nystrom, Andrew Johnson, and Ian Bonner. Enjoy the show. Hi, folks. The inaugural episode of the Shortstop Podcast. Raphael Devers. So, wait, if we're talking baseball, it's it forever. Be <laughs> also, he's not even a shortstop. Man, you, you, you botched that. Oh, no. He's third base, baby. You don't even know where third base is, Andrew. Fucking I haven't rude. been to third base since ever. <laughs> My girlfriend is a lucky woman. By the way, the girlfriend that I had the chance to meet in, for some reason, she wasn't there. So, I don't know, man. I'm starting to have some doubts. <laughs> no, no. Actually, she was right next to us the whole night at draped yeah. at my side. It was yep. my right hand. That's pretty. Yeah, I was going to say that's pretty scary. She just went. She was going to her Canadian school while we were at the bar. Yeah, you I wouldn't know her. She goes to a different APM. school. You wouldn't know her. She goes to a different school. <laughs> I mean, in all seriousness, Andrew definitely used her debit card to pay for those drinks, but... Sure. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. 100%. 100%. How was your experience at the Winter Classic, Ian? Oh, it was unbelievable. It was so great. They, so it was kind of funny. We get there way early, right? Like four or five hours early. There's already packed crowds outside of Fenway. They had the whole breakaway stage set up outside, and they kept announcing Sam Hunt at 1245, and I was like, I have... No fucking clue who Sam Hunt is. So that didn't. That sounds me. like the kind of name that you hear at a bar. Seymour yeah. Butts. Is there a Seymour yeah. Butts here? I'm pretty sure that's uh, Mike's brother, though. <laughs> nice. Oh, that took me a second. Very that good. <laughs> but it was great. The crowd was great. Uh, I got to play the giant air hockey. It was like a 20 foot air hockey. I saw I that. I beat right. Tiffany in that. You know what right. pissed me off, though? So we get a whole ring of people watching us play this, and we only get like two minutes to play because everyone's trying to play. And I score on Tiffany, and I fucking spin the paddle nice. and holster it nice. and go, woo! It was a beautiful <laughs> nice. celly, and no one gave a shit. And I was like, come on! <laughs> that was gorgeous. They just saw me dunking on my girlfriend. It was like, that's an asshole right there. Yeah. Is what that yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But seriously, the atmosphere was nuts. Uh, the crowd was nuts. And the scariest thing was I thought the crowd was going to go to waste. Yeah. 40 minutes and we're chanting. Some people said it didn't sound like this in the broadcast, but my section, let's go Bruins for the whole goddamn game. Yeah. TNT absolutely nuked the crowd noise. Oh, my God. It was yeah. unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And But 40 minutes in, going to the third, and everyone's starting to get nervous because you're just mm-hmm. like, I... You go there to hear the roar at yeah. least once. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. 38,000 people just losing it. And we were scared we weren't going to get it. We really yeah. were. How loud was it when Jake DeBrusque tied the game? I couldn't hear myself screaming. <laughs> I just jumped up and I let out a massive roar. And I was like, like I might as well have been mute. It was 
fucking insane. And Tiffany didn't even yell. She like ducked. She was like, what's <laughs> happening? <laughs> She's like, this is this is an old structure. I don't want this shit to come down. On oh, the, the whole place is rattling. You are you are just dick to hole in that yeah. place, man. Yeah. Those seats are so goddamn yeah. small. Yeah. Right. We had what was really fun about it. I don't want to go on too long because we have a whole podcast to do, but we had four guys behind us who were so stereotypical Boston guys in the most painful way. (laughs) One of them talked the entire fucking game about anything but the game (laughs) at a decibel level that you would not be shocked by because he was pissed drunk. I was (laughs) going to say the other two guys with him also pissed drunk. And then there was a fourth guy who I think was genuinely trying to enjoy the game. And his buddies were just being the worst fucking people ever. Yeah. Nothing was ruining it for me. I was zoned in. I didn't give a yeah. shit. But Tiffany was like, "I hate, I hate these guys so much." I'm like, now, were you watching? Boston. Were you watching the the monitor above you? Couldn't see it, so I couldn't really? see the jumbotron. Okay, uh, because we had a perfect. It looked like you had overhang. a little TV above above yeah. the awning. We did have a little TV that was on a massive delay because it was playing TNT. It wasn't a live stream. Ah, ah, that's right. Okay. Fun for replays, though. I was like, yes. all right, what just happened there? Yeah. All right, nice. Uh, just gorgeous, though. My visibility was decent. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't, it was Fenway. Like, yeah. what are you going to do? But yeah, your seats didn't look too bad. Yeah, they're pretty good. We had yeah. a great time. But like I was telling you, like I was telling you before, you didn't, you obviously you came for the game, but you pay, you came for the game, but you paid for the atmosphere. You paid yeah. for yeah. the, yeah. just the, 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 the feeling of it like the Fenway Park is a cathedral no matter how many times they renovate it or how many times whatever they do whatever they do to it whatever John Henry goes into his piggy bank plink plink three more seats Mm -hmm. it will always be it will always be a cathedral and holy sacred ground it was I mean the the visuals TNT did a great job with the visuals the Mm -hmm. audio was what it was but yeah uh, but every single time they had an opportunity yeah First good thing I will ever say about a TNT broadcast is that they did the presentation very well. Yep. And any opportunity they got to show a wide shot or a shot that highlighted the monster or the crowd or overhead, like they did it. Like you knew that the game was at Fenway and Fenway was the star of the show. Right. That was, it was just a surreal visual in general. And they did a hell of a better job in lighting it up uh, towards the end of the game than they did. Uh, it was the- beautiful. Oh, yeah. my gosh. When the lights came on, it gets a little darker. Yeah. I was sitting there and Tiffany also, she like pulled on my shoulder. I was like, this is fucking sick. Yeah. Like it was gorgeous. Once those yeah. lights came on. Oh, I want yeah. I, I just I, I could just blabber on it was such a great experience after the game the streets full of people just chanting they getting that win was huge yeah just huge for the whole night i got to meet a couple of the fans of uh, of short shift and of um of my youtube channel did you forget the name he just yeah, he I did. Blanked, I super blanked blanked. Right there. but it was cool like so a couple people stopped me on the street and stuff and i was like, <laughs> like dude we're in a sea of people and yeah. it was just really neat it was so neat yeah. I'm so happy. <laughs> yep. Hey, uh, did you, uh, what was your thoughts in that closing seconds when uh, Malkin put one in right after the buzzer? I was kind of annoyed because like we knew the game was over and everyone's cheering mm-hmm. and everything, but then everything died down a little bit because everyone got like it killed it a little oh, bit. Oh shit. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then it, it was so obvious it went in after. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was so yeah. obvious. So yeah. I wasn't like concerned, but it was kind of annoyed. Like you kind of ruined our, our vibe there a little yeah. bit. 
it kind of yeah. had it kind of had uh game six 2010 stanley cup finals winning goal vibes when no one knew that it went in they, they just mm-hmm. kept playing yeah. and then suddenly the refs were like no wait that went in yeah it this like game's kind of, over. <laughs> yeah, it kind of ruined the golden goal moment. Yeah, yeah. But it was it kind of had those vibes. But yeah, it was very clearly it was very clearly not going to count. Yeah, yeah. It, it I mean, it would have been heartbreaking close. if it tied the game up, but it did yeah. not. Uh, but speaking of tie, this has never happened before in the history of short shift podcast predictions. Me and Andrew tied, or no? Me and Ian tied. Andrew, you <laughs> don't fucking loss. My fault. You, you, you did, you, you did Andrew, that on fucking purpose. You Andrew, what a week! Uh, I'll gladly, I'll gladly take another half point. I think that. No, what again? Yeah, what, well, yeah, what are we sense, gonna do with right? this? I, I can't. I can't figure out how to separate us. I have one. Don't Thomas, do it. Thomas, you made such a huge deal about mm-hmm. me predicting shutties and getting them cataclysmically wrong. Mm-hmm. You got a shutty wrong. Yep. So I think, therefore, there should be some consequences. Yeah, but it's still a score to the game. Yeah. I don't like that. And I would be the one benefiting it's, from it. It's a bonus. It's a it's a shot-in-the-dark bonus thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Besides, we don't I give guess. extra points. We've never given extra points for getting the shutty right. We, like did, was, we did with Andrew once. But yes. it, I, I still don't think it mattered because Andrew's. No, we didn't. We, well, what, what happened last year was I got extra points for a shutty after I was eliminated. So it was like, you, you get that. Buddy. Yeah, oh, yeah. A little pat on the butt. Like, yeah. there you go, buddy. Good job. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm happy with that. I can't ball. think of. Yeah. And, and honestly, like, unless we established something beforehand, it wouldn't have made sense to yeah. have like another level of tiebreaker. But like, there really, there isn't. Unless we sit here and we also start predicting who's going to score these goals, or you know what I mean, like no, so, I think predict our predictions would be the entire pod. Yeah, didn't and not for all. nothing. This is literally the first time it's happened. Yeah, it's so rare. And we're a hundred and five episodes into this shit. Oh my didn't god! We all have different scores too. It just yes. worked yeah. out that the differential was the fucking same. So it was just perfect storm. Yeah, like I did the math like five times, and I'm like, maybe I'm missing something. And I'm like, nope. They For those died. of you who don't know, Andrew, so me and Thomas both had five goals off, right? Yeah. Five, and Andrew five had six. Yeah. Yeah. It was Fuck. so close to being a three-way tie. Which would have been so cool, honestly. Yeah. Congrats, Andrew. You almost had point three 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 three. You can add all of those threes. You can add all of those threes. I'd still be trailing. Yeah. yeah. By by yep. enough. By enough. <laughs> by enough. By so, a lot, by yeah. yes. <laughs> so Andrew's now down by four and a half games. Is that what? Yeah. It is? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Whoever, four half, okay, four and a half. Whomever, we should whomever, whomever, put the standings on the dock. Oh yeah, like, in the table. You're welcome. I just wanted to make was sure. that you? Yeah, of course. You little bitch. It's that all just... because I wanted to put games back. Yeah, I know. You. That's all. I, I know. I know exactly <laughs> what you were doing, and you know what? I respect it, and I hate you. Uh, of course. Um, who do we want to talk about first? There's a lot of things that we got to talk about. We got Jake DeBrusque, uh, Jake DeBrusque's injury. Uh, Andrew, I know you want to talk about the check experiment. Mm-hmm. We've got the bullshit reports on Winter Classic Day that somebody signed a deal and it never materialized. 
What, what, where do we want to go first? Because there's a lot of the stuff pasta one. Because the pasta one's gonna be so quick and it's so dumb, mm-hmm. and there needs to be repercussions. We cannot do the whole no, <laughs> no fucking rich keep in the fucking bad. gulag. Let's go. Yeah. No, Rich Keith makes this report saying that Pasternak has signed an eight-year, eighty-eight million dollar deal, and people were like, "Oh, it's a meme." It's not a meme. He meant to post it. He's starting up a radio show, or his radio show moved. I don't fucking know. I don't. Yeah. No, he's guy. starting. He's starting a radio show. He's like EEI's main dude now. He's getting dunked on right now, which he deserves to. But this guy's like got forty thousand followers on Twitter. He's got his own radio show. All this stuff, and blatantly makes a fake report about a pasta extension, which we're all hanging on to the dream that this happens so soon. We just don't want there to be drama with it. Like, just sign the fucking contract, guys. This guy should be an automatic block for you. Like, mm-hmm. screw him. <laughs> this kind of shit. This was blatant cheap give me some attention right now so that i can get in your ear about the show that is clickbait we've talked about it for years fuck those guys get rid of them i mean, right off the bat the fact that it's ta- tied to a radio station in boston immediately yeah. i'm i'm not gonna fucking retweet it until a million Isn't that such a bummer it's yeah. we're one of the best if not the best sports cities in america and our radio stations are fucking trash garbage there are there are a small handful of people that you can respect who are on these stations yeah and, and we don't we don't even have to name them we know exactly Belger, Maz, yeah. <laughs> right <laughs> Haggerty, murphy <laughs> but no, the minute that one of those the minute that one of those people that we respect was like i've heard he he literally said i've heard nothing i was like yeah. there it is yeah it's yeah. done and, and also like, hey, people just like yeah. don't do this cheap bullshit yeah I mean, my, honestly, the red flag for me was eight point eight million, because it's like no, that's eighty eight million. No, eight, it was no. eleven million. Yeah, it was yeah. for the was, oh, okay. for okay. eight okay. years. Yeah, but either way, his number, right? Like that was yeah, the, the whole... number. The number threw me off, and obviously, yeah. like I looked at it even worse then, because I'm yeah. off in my brain. Hey, that's but, fine. Yeah, it's know. fine. It was New Year's Eve. All of us were drunk at one point or another that night. This is very true. Mm-hmm. This is I was very not, true. I was sober as a bird preparing for a flight the next morning. <laughs> worth it. So fucking yeah. worth it. You know what? Oh. Even... Go ahead. I was going to say the same thing. I met Andrew. Yeah. yeah. Like, we actually met each other. To those yeah. of you who don't know. Yeah. We never explicitly yeah. said it. Yeah. It was he, terrible. I know. Yeah. I just. Uh... I've, I've been actively avoiding Andrew for two years. <laughs> I we were less than 10 minutes away from each other last <laughs> summer, Thomas. <laughs> and we were both like, we'll get to it. And we never did. Yeah, I don't know. Honestly, I don't even really remember that day. And I know <laughs> you were drinking that day. And I was like, yo, what's up? And then I didn't get a response. And then you finally responded. And I was already blackout. <laughs> I was like, this isn't that important to either one of us at this moment. Yeah. <laughs> it's off season. It doesn't even matter. This only happened because Andrew fucking like my flight got delayed by like six hours of my yeah. layover in Newark. It was, was actually there a awesome. reason? Oh, you uh, were in Newark? Yeah. We did. Uh, we he was in Newark for there. six hours, Thomas. Ugh. Yeah. And it was soul. actually that airport, dude. It has a bunch of restaurants, has shit to do. Like mm-hmm. me and Tiffany just vibe for a while. We were in no rush because the game was the next day. We didn't really care. Yeah. So it actually went really well. Um, 
But so I tell Andrew, like, I'm not in Boston yet. <laughs> He's like at the train station. It's like, I'm, I'm not there yet, buddy. Hold on. I'm literally get, I'm literally getting on the commuter rail to TD Garden. And I'm like, should I not be on this train? No, we made it happen, though. We got lobster rolls, which I just oh, I missed New England lobster yeah. so goddamn. Much. Was it was it hot or cold? Hot. Both actually, there, there was okay. a couple. They had a couple cold and a couple. And what are your preferences, though? Me, oh, toasted bun, warm butter, like that's yeah. that's the it. Kind of kinetic style. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say he did it correctly. He no man, no mayonnaise to be seen. Yeah, I like it both ways, it. but hot with butter is just like, oh, it's so yeah. good. It's so it damn good. Great. Now I fucking want it. Now who paid for the drinks? That's. That's the ultimate thing for me. Ian did. I mean, obviously. <laughs> I mean, I, I bought a few. Dude, that's, yeah. that's, you know, it doesn't matter. It's fine. I just wanted didn't to the see place if only, you were only charging in for on, one? on what he owes. So Yeah, they, they didn't charge me for anything. They, they were like, hey, you're that that guy from YouTube. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I wished, right? Wouldn't that be cool? <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not paying for drinks until I get both of you. Yeah. That's that's <laughs> the deal. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly. Fair. <laughs> Fair. See, <laughs> no, see in April then. Yeah, see it, in April. Yes, April, early April. That's when it's going down. Yep. Now, just to put a bow on the uh, the Rich Keefe thing, everybody listening to this podcast is probably already aware that podcasts are a way better source of actually hearing about the Bruins for more than four minutes in an hour broadcast. Hmm. <laughs> um, and there's just so many good Bruins podcasts. There's, a, there's hundreds of good hockey ones, but just in this little faction alone you know what i mean like there's so many good ones there's just so many good ones mm -hmm. so what is the point of turning on the radio and listening to a douchebag who got his start by fucking with you about a pasta deal you already know what kind of radio show he's gonna run so fuck him yeah exactly. i've never listened to a minute of him on the radio definitely won't now yeah just hold these guys accountable if they're gonna fuck around with information like that don't listen to them and that's where it hurts yeah exactly exactly I mean, we had people, and I, I saw people defending him. Be like, "Oh, uh, Rich Keith wouldn't put his reputation on the line." I was like, "You, yeah." First of all, what reputation? First, well, of first of all, be gone, <laughs> bot. Second of all, what reputation? Like, just he knew what he was doing, and he executed it. He executed it perfectly. And you know why he executed it perfectly? Because we're sitting here talking about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. The Vince, the Vince McMahon school of business. Any publicity is good publicity. Except we're telling you guys not to listen to his shit. Yeah, yeah exactly. And we're we're just going to come off as like bitter and spiteful yeah. and all this stuff. And, yeah. 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 WEI, please don't hire us. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. No, please we, don't go we have way. we have more cred with our like 2000 Twitter followers than pretty much any show on WEI has at the moment. So yeah. I'm good with that. Continue Welcome. to listen to all these Bruin podcasts, whether it's ours or anybody else's. This is this is where the passion actually is. Hell yeah. Uh, Swayman, thoughts? Can we I, stop calling for Keith Kincaid? Yes. Cool. Next. <laughs> okay, let's move on. No. <laughs> Kincaid's been really bad over the past couple of weeks. Like, like really bad. Like, really bad. Really bad. <laughs> also, there's two things about the whole Swayman thing, which is one, he's where he needs to be right now, backing up a very good goaltender so he can continue to improve his game because we still think he can be the future in net and he's a backup yeah 
Oh, he's costing us games. We have lost eight games this year. Mm -hmm. We have played 37 games this year. Like, I don't How much better do you want it? Mm -hmm. I am so okay with Swayman getting through some struggles this year while he's 24 years old, still staying in the NHL, still advancing his game. That is totally fine. Mm -hmm. To those of you who said we need a better backup because come playoff time, we need someone who can stick with this team. Is Omar going to get shot? <laughs> like, do we just take him behind the shed at the end of the regular season? With with any luck and every you know every good metric will will dictate that you ride the one goalie in the playoffs. Yes. You have somebody who owns the net, and that was part of the problem last year is that nobody owned the net. Allmark owns the net this year. He owns the net. He put down the deposit. He has the deed. He is that net's daddy. Yeah, and go find me a team that will survive an injury to their starter and still win the cup. Yeah, because that just doesn't exist in the league right now. Mm -hmm. right. Maybe maybe the Avalanche because. Fuck them when they're healthy. No, 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 I don't think so. <laughs> when they're healthy, man. Oh, God. You, I mean, Georgiev Georgia and Frenzos isn't exactly a murderer's row. Exactly. Either one in there, and they're still going to be a really fucking good team. <laughs> but I just don't think there's another contender, especially in the East, that like can say, hey, we're going to lose our starter and still be able to win the cup. If Omar goes down, that's a massive blow, even if Swayman's playing league average, which right now he's not. And that's mm -hmm. okay. It's not a good thing. I'm not like defending his play. I think he's struggling. Yeah, but he's I struggling. want to see this guy take the reins in a couple of years. I think this is healthy for his progression. Right. So speaking of Olmark being healthy and all and and being well above league average, if we were getting just average play from him, where do you think this team would be? Low 20s and wins, I'd say. Yeah. Probably, yeah, probably. Still a, a playoff team, I think. Probably in a playoff yeah. spot. But I think the difference would be over the last couple of weeks where the team has not had those big blowout games and the mm -hmm. offense hasn't been clicking in the same way as it was earlier in the season. Mm -hmm. It's kind of leveled out. Olmark's play has not leveled out. He's no. still been elite goaltender. So, yeah, I th I th I th we're still a playoff team. But look, we're talking about we're, t we're talking about the idea of, okay, well, if we didn't have one of the best, if not the best goaltenders in the league, where would we be? And yeah. we'd still be a playoff team. That's still above my initial expectations for this team. Yeah. You had them biting and scratching and clawing. Yeah, I had them, I had them, I think on the outside looking in, if I remember. I think you had them making if they the had, playoffs. If the they family. were in the last, yeah, if they were in the last, the last spot, yeah. that might have been where I was at, but I didn't see yeah. it. Yeah. You all, but nobody saw Omar going twenty-one, one and one to start his year. No, no because that's absurd. Yeah, like that's I don't even. I still don't even think it's real. No. If you brought back Hashik and was like, "Hey, what's his record through twenty-three games?" I'd be like, "I bet he's got seventeen wins in there because he's incredible." That would be like, "Wow, seventeen out of twenty-three. That's pretty crazy." Speaking mm -hmm. of which, he kept them in that game in in Fenway. Hashik? Yeah. yeah, no, he was really good. Hashik? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, Hashik was great. Yeah, no, it was, uh, honestly, both sides, amazing goaltending performances. Both even sides. with Jari going out, yeah. I actually don't think we challenged to Smith all that much mm -hmm. from what I could see. <laughs> I have to keep saying that from what yeah. I could see. Uh, I, I no, thought we didn't. Smith had an easy game for a large portion until the third started, and it was like, Hey, you know how this team rocks. If you yeah, survive the last gas, 20, gas, gas. Yeah, you yeah. win the game, but he couldn't survive the last 20. Yeah.
No. What did you see what happened to Jari? I didn't. He took a shot. Like it was just a shot and it looked like it got him it looked like it got him somewhere in the chest. And then mm-hmm. he kept doing I was watching him because I got zoned into this for a while. I missed some of the play on the other end, actually. And he's just doing this weird, like, standing crunch. Yeah. And I'm sitting there, I look over to Tiffany and go, I don't know if this is a thing he normally fucking does or if he's not feeling it. And then yeah. a couple minutes later, boom, DeSmith is in. Well, they were talking about it on the broadcast and everything. And, like, you're seeing the shot go off the chest. And then they also said something about his leg and that he was slow to get up. It's like, he was definitely banged up. And I, I don't know what it was. And I had so he was banged up and then Tomas Nosek in with the most life he's shown in the offensive zone all year takes a running stand, running clapper and aims it right at right at Tristan Jari's shoulder and it gets mm-hmm. him square and it yeah. like fells him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, I think Nosek was like, I think, I think Nosek was like, oh, I'm taking this fucker out. Mm-hmm. I, I, I doubt that was going through his mind more like, well, if he stops it, it's going to hurt. Yeah. I swear <laughs> that is how when like, I swear when Chara played, he would load up one and he would just like, Hey, it's either going to the net or someone's paying the price. You guys decide. Yeah. I know for a fact, that's what a Johnny boy, Chuck slapper used to be. Oh my Get God. in front of this. If you want, I don't know why you would want to. What a beautiful fucking noise that shot used to make. <laughs> just like a, Thunderstrike. Oh, so good. Olmark in that that Winter Classic game was the only thing to cheer about for the first four. Fucking minutes. sensational in the first period. So good. So, so good. And honestly, even I thought he, the defense played a very spirited game in front of him that through that first 40. Mm-hmm. Now, he made a couple big stops, but not like eight of them. There I will three say in the first four. Pick- I will say in the first period that a lot of his stops were pretty high quality in the second period. They really clamped down. They happened to get one by him, but I think all Mark, all Mark had to do, had to give a lot of tough saves in the first period. What a blunder to watch live <laughs> watching Forbort chase around the net and coil come diagonally through the slot and just go two feet too far. And Coppinen, who can skate, man, is flying into the slot. And you see him coming. You don't have any stops camera on a angles. Dime. There's no distance camera or anything. You're just watching this guy fling himself into the slot. And you're just like, all right, well, fucking good luck, Olmark. And there it goes. It's in. Yeah. Oh, he had no shot a- at that. What a brutal miscue by the defense. Other than that, I thought they played a really spirited game defensively, especially later in the game as well. But there's one big story, one big story from the Winter Classic outside of Olmark. Jake motherfucking DeBrusque, man. Oh, my God. Do you want to say it, Andrew? Do you want to say what he did? It's the biggest game of his entire life. Oh, yeah. It's the biggest game of his entire life. He says standing on a broken leg. (laughs) When did he break the leg, Andrew? He broke his leg at the beginning of the third period, blocking a slap shot. See, I've, I've seen people say at the beginning of the third. I've seen people say in the last play. I've seen a couple of different things. I don't think there's a definitive So the last answer. play of the game, the last play of the game, he went down to block Malkin's shot. Mm-hmm. It was Malkin who got it in off of Hallmark, yeah. right? Yeah. He went down to block Malkin's shot. He missed, and it went through Allmark. But then you could see that he's trying to get up, and he can, and he's really slow to get up. Yeah. But nothing hit him, and nothing nothing was out of the ordinary. Like nothing mm-hmm. was out of the ordinary. But you could see that he did that. There was he probably figured out something was wrong right then and there. Yeah. 
But he took a slap shot at the beginning of the third period. Breaks his fibula. By the way, he's out four to six weeks. Fucking could rip. be up to three think, months, depending. Yeah. Well, depending on whether or not it's a displaced fracture. We don't know that yet. Yeah. Yeah. So he blocks the shot, then fucking just spends the entire third period being a demon in front of the net, mm-hmm. just getting to the dirty areas. I already broke one bone. What's another? Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know if he even knew it. I don't even know. I don't, I don't know no, if he no knew, one it, knew it. No yeah, one knew it at the time. You know, Jake especially didn't know it because that adrenaline is pumping. Mm-hmm. So he ties the game and then, oh my God, that fucking net drive by Hall. Ian, first, of all, first of all, on the game time play, Marshan with that little dipsy do going around yeah. the defender. Oh, he, yeah, he's yeah. he's coming. He's 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 looking. He's looking better every game. Yeah. He's looking better every game. Marshawn is. Yep. But that little that little move, that little stop, that little pivot and stop and stutter. Ugh, so good. So good. And sorry, I interrupted. Go on. No, it's okay. And then that Hall's net fucking beautiful net drive where. When Taylor Hall gets it in his head that he's going to just power through you, you're not stopping him. You're not. He is he's such a powerful skater and it's such an underrated part of his game because a lot of people a lot of the, a lot of people still think that Taylor Hall is this finesse dude. No, he's one of the most powerful skaters in the league. He just skates awkwardly. <laughs> he just he skates very awkwardly, but it fucking works, man. It's like I, me walking. I go from point A to point B. Looks weird, but I get to where I need to go. <laughs> I thought that the defense also respected Krejci coming in high in the slot there too much. Yep. And I was like, he's not passing to Krejci. Krejci ain't going to shoot that shit. No. But he's going right for the net, boys. Yeah, and then DeBrus just fucking plants himself right at the side and picks up the garbage. He went to where he went to where the goals are scored. The, that dirty, greasy, what did you say? The grease in the crease, Thomas? Grease in the crease. Both oh, goals were grease in the crease. That was a Phil Esposito. Both of them were Phil Esposito specials. And he he pulled a Kurt Angle. He won the Winter Classic on a broken freaking leg. And this was a guy who was chided, blasted to the moon. He doesn't want to be here. He doesn't act like he wants to be here. I think he wants to be here now, boys. You know how he actually broke his leg? By putting the offense on his back, and he just the weight nice. was just a little too much, just nice. a little too much. Got nice. a little hairline fracture there. Mm. That happens. Nice. <laughs> One of the most satisfying parts of the the win too was just the collapse of the Penguins, and then immediately seeing on Twitter all the the Penguins side of things, and a lot of it, like they weren't saying it was the refs, they weren't saying it was anything. They were just pissed off at their team because they can't hold on to a lead. And just watching Twitter line up on the Roberto Clemente bridge. What was that? Six straight? Leap. What was yeah. that? Six straight? Yeah. yeah. And that I, includes going up four nothing and then losing five four a few nights earlier. To Detroit. Yeah. Ouch. <laughs> I did see a bunch of people onto the Bruins page be like, Yeah, you have the refs in your pocket. I'm like, do you see the two on one they blew dead yeah. for offsides? It was on sides by like uh, the half one. a foot. Yeah. When Thanks Eddie Olchek is ripping the refs. For the Bruins side, there wasn't a lot of people ripping the refs on the Penguin side. Yeah, except for I did see Ian's right though. I did see a couple, a couple people, and immediately Bruins uh, Twitter squash that. Descended upon them. The moment actually here's some examples of how you're fucking dumb, and then they shut up. The moment I knew the difference between where. 
Boston fans are and where Penguins fans are. Because I hadn't been paying attention to the Penguins leading up to this game. I hadn't realized they had gone on such a skid. Um, look, we try to keep our eye on every team in the league as much as we can, but sometimes something just, you miss it. But I'm sitting, uh, there's a couple of Penguins fans directly diagonal in front of me in the row, the row in front of me. And one of them leans over and just says, right before the third starts, goes, we have not been able to finish a game for our life this season. <laughs> and I looked at them. I didn't say anything because I don't want to start shit. Yeah. And I looked over and went, oh, we are in two very different places right now, my friend. <laughs> You're sitting here watching a game that you spent a shitload of money to come see, which should be an incredible atmosphere, even if you're like, you're the away team and just expecting your team to lose. And I'm sitting there nervous, but very much expecting my team to win. Mm-hmm. Just a very different, different setup and, and mood to it all. Yeah. I mean, we've watched this team be a third period team all year after spending last year, not. Ooh, Ooh, let's talk about this. Felino. Yeah. And so these are the reports after the game. Monty says Felino goes, Hey, I got the room after the second intermission. And he goes in there and says, This is a dream come true. Don't fucking waste it. We're the best third period team in the league. Let's prove it. I love the let's prove it trope. I yeah. fucking love it. It works every time on me. If someone says, Hey, you're this, go out there and fucking prove it. I'm ready. Mm. I fucking love that shit. And Ian, I you was, have a small dick. Go prove it. I will. <laughs> I will. <laughs> I do well, I, every day, every day with my attitude and very large truck. I don't own a truck. <laughs> I was one of those people that's like leadership ain't worth a damn. If the guy can't play on the ice and Felino has done enough on the ice for his leadership to shine through. They love that guy in the locker room. That shit matters. You did say something interesting in your video about that. Do you want to expound upon it about Montgomery maybe deferring a little too much? It it makes you nervous, right? Because during the third period, he also admitted to getting a little spicy, getting a little pissed at the boys. And Bergeron turns around and goes, we're going to be okay. Some along those lines. And those are that's Monty saying that. Does it get you guys nervous at all? Like at all that like Monty defers in every big game that we've seen so far, it's always a conversation about how the leadership in the room and I, I let Bergeron take the room. No nerves on that. I mean, there's two say, schools that go ahead. I'll just say real quick before you jump on that. I think it's just transparency. I don't think that this is uncommon in a locker room with a player's coach. I don't think this is uncommon. That's a perfect segue into what I was going to say. This, there's there's two there's two schools of thoughts here. There's either Montgomery 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 actually actually kind of said kind of said what the school of thought is. It's like I I know when to shut up. Like I trust this room, and I think this happens more than we know. Um, and this and and this leadership group has for years many years been lauded for being able to police themselves and i think where where a bruce cassidy runs ran into trouble last year is that he didn't kind he kind of tried to squash that 
and you have a lot of strong wills that you have a lot of strong wills in the locker room. And yeah, you have to coach sometimes like you have to you have to be a coach sometimes. And I think that is also part of coaching. Now, I think that Montgomery is aware enough to know if he's being too passive, but I don't think I'm too concerned. I But I see where you're coming from in the we're hearing a lot of it. Mm-hmm. But I think it's because just this 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 locker room is all cards on the table. And in a buttoned up sport and in, in this the buttoned up league like in the NHL, you don't see this sort of transparency at all. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of refreshing. So, no, I don't think I'm worried too much. I get where you're coming from, but it doesn't bother me. I think it's really well said. I think that's really well said. So, yeah, I, I don't. I, I, I don't yeah. have an argument to like push it further. I, mm-hmm. I, I like you said. There's a little bit of concern. I have my eye on that, but yeah, I think that's a really good way to explain all of that. Mm-hmm. I, I just that you brought it up in your video, and I was like, oh, this is this is a good one. This is a good one to bring up on the podcast. So, I uh, no, I I'm not I'm not that concerned. I think Montgomery is Montgomery is a people person. He's not just a players coach. He's a people person. He's a he's a he's a he knows when to lead and he knows when to to stand back and let let the boys handle it. So keep an eye on it, but it doesn't concern me. How much concern can you have when your team is twenty eight four and four? Mm-hmm. Yeah, good point. Well, well, uh, to tie this back to Jake DeBrust, are you concerned with four and four? Yeah. Say that again. Twenty nine four and four. Don't sell us short, please. Oh, twenty nine four and four. This team sucks. <laughs> anyway. So, so to tie it back to Jake DeBrusque, he's going to be out. It could be four weeks. It could be probably eight to 12 is, oh, is kind of where my brain is at at the moment. Uh, and, and knowing the medical staff, he's, he's going to be out for three days. Yeah. He'll, he'll be back at the end of this roadie. Uh, <laughs> but as Ian said earlier, HGH. Um, yeah, I did say that. <laughs> Stop! Like human growth hormone. Anyway, go on. <laughs> this could this. I mean, this is going to be a lingering issue. Anybody who's ever had uh, this type of an injury, it's just a fracture in general. Uh, it'll heal, but it's going to continue to bother you uh, months down the road. So, this could be something that does affect him for the rest of the year. However, we're looking at probably somewhere between eight and twelve it would be my worst case scenario as long as it it doesn't it's not anything more than what we're hearing yeah unless it's surgery or complications there is something to be said about game shape though and you don't get to skate on a fractured foot Mm -hmm. yeah yeah well there's there's also concerns like when he comes back it's not just your foot it's the bone between your knee and your ankle yeah so that's the weight bearing guys that's the weight bearing part of the not a good spot not a good spot so who's the call up you know, everything that we're seeing online says Wagner. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, I've seen a couple people put it up. Uh, I think Mark actually was the first one who put it up some sometime like two days ago. And then I've seen other people kind of jump on that. Um, seems seems to make sense. If it is him, uh, who else could you possibly see jump into that role right now? Well, McLaughlin. before we let's let's define it first before we say who. Your top six changes, obviously, without DeBrusque. But yeah. it just means Zaka or Hall, whoever's been spending time on that third line, mm-hmm. moves up. This is a bottom six guy we're talking about. Yes. Yes. Which is why, and I want to stress this, Lee Sell is likely not the option. Correct. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. 
I, it would be it would be a ton of fun. But it's Lucille didn't I exactly ingratiate himself to the World Juniors, which is yep. fine if he's. We're talking about that because I thought I, I posted about it, but he did play better than what his box score shows. But he hit four posts. <laughs> he should be a doubles player. <laughs> so no, but at, at the end of the at the end of the day. Your top six should still be able to cruise along pretty well with Zaka or Hall bumping up into it. Liesel just doesn't seem quite ready for top six time as a 19-year-old. 20? Is he 20 yet? No, he's in, he's in the junior, so he's 19 yeah. still. Oh, yeah. that's Can they not be? I'm trying to think of where the cutoff exactly is. But, yes, okay. So it just doesn't seem like he's ready for top six yet. That's just me. I don't mind the Wagner call up right now. Mm. Uh, I mean, like, let's also remember what Wagner did years. when he got called up at the end of last year. He played his ass off. Yeah, he played his ass off, hit everything that moved, but couldn't do anything else. And then ran out of gas by game three of the Hurricane series. Mm. Like, I, I love what Wagner's doing in Providence, where he has been a kind of a shepherd and kind of honing the kids. There's a very young Providence team. That's the third best team in the AHL right now. They just pumped Bridgeport tonight, five to two. Mm-hmm. They're really good. That's fuck Bridgeport. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For real. <laughs> and, but I would have liked to have seen a younger guy, a younger bottom six dude. Someone so like McLaughlin, someone yeah. like McLaughlin, McLaughlin, who's waiver exempt. McLaughlin's been brutal this year. Yeah. Eh, he's been okay. Very he good defensively. Been, he's been key, and that's where that's what he's been down there to work on. I don't know. I would have liked to have seen McLaughlin instead of Wagner. I think he I think that's a better I think that would be a better fit and a cheaper fit too. Well, look, we, I think we may actually see a mixture of a couple of guys cuz it may only be a temporary call up and it may get it may be situational. Yeah, that and is no, true. And I, I wasn't really expecting it, but like a name like Oscar Steen that we were so high on in the offseason, that name's not even being thought of right now. He's been playing a lot better down there. He has, but is this the time that you pull a guy like that up and say, well, you're getting better in the minors. We're going to throw you back into the, the majors right now. We're going to mm-hmm. put you back in the big leagues and see what you can do. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. Again, this may be a mixture. It may not be Wagner up for fucking seven, eight weeks. You know what I mean? So I would love to see a Foligno Noshik Steen fourth line. Look, I'm, I'm willing to give Steen another option on this team. Yeah. Or another, uh, another go at it. Another kick at the can. Yep. Uh, but if this injury happened two months ago, we would not. Yeah. Right. We would not be talking about that. hundred percent. And by the way, I'm not ignoring Lauko. Lauko is no longer a waiver exempt. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Do you know who I would really like to see them bring up? Don't say Merkulov. All right. Um, someone else speak. So, ne- yeah, right. so next, yeah. next uh, topic, I guess. What the fuck's wrong with Merkulov? <laughs> I was kidding. I didn't. Yeah, what, the, I- what the fuck, man? Like, no, he's no. he he leads Providence in assists right now. He's Made great strides defensively down there. Mm-hmm. But fourth line duty? Oh, no. He's on the third line. You kidding me? Mm-hmm. Interesting. He's on the left so side. So why don't you put Lee Sell up on the third line? 
because I don't think that's the fit that I want Lee Sell in right now. And I think Merkulov's readier to handle NHL bodies. Okay, that's fair. That's a that's a fair take. And Merkulov's three years older. He's a uh, I believe he's a left shot, unless I have that wrong. Uh, yeah, he shoots right. Does he actually? Yeah. Yes. Oh, he plays left wing. How about that? Yeah. Well, a lot of Russians play no, right side. He, he shoots mm-hmm. left. He shoots left. I'm seeing. I'm seeing on AHL.com that he shoots right. I'm looking at cap friendly. And he shoots left. Hmm. Which one's right? I don't know. Maybe his stick is dead straight. <laughs> Maybe he's like his dick. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, he, he plays with a Milek fucking street <laughs> hockey stick. It's like I can do whatever you want. Either way, I have him on the left side with Coyle and Freddie. I'm okay with Freddie taking that right side. I thought he's been okay switching his sides. And then you figure out the fourth line between uh, Nosek, Greer, Smith, and Wags, and whoever else. I, I'm missing someone else in there for some reason. Merkulov uh, is right-handed, by the way. So then why does he have his shoots left? That's weird. Because he, he does shoot left. I'm looking at a picture of him shooting right now. What the fuck is happening right now? <laughs> are we having like a are we having like a, 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 a Mandela effect here? No, I think all three of us are having an aneurysm at the same time. <laughs> it's pretty impressive, honestly. Connected. I would love to see a I Mikulov mean, call up. He's waiver exempt, I believe. He play him on the left side for a couple of games. I think he's going to work well with Coil as a trigger man. Not as a trigger man. He's he's he, something that he really needs to has had to work on over there. Is he's been passing up golden opportunities. Sure, his shot is fucking lethal. He needs to know that it's. He needs to know that it's lethal. He needs to use it more. Stop deferring. All right, I'm with you on that. You know where he can learn it next to Coil. Let's fucking go. <laughs> <laughs> well, he did score. He guy. did score again. He did score again tonight. Good. Good for eight him. Go- eight goals, seventeen. Eight goals, seventeen assists in thirty games. Not the only Bruins prospect to score tonight. <laughs> we'll talk about him a little bit later too. Yes, we will. That's my guy to call up. I, but honestly, if you called up no one and you just had Greer and Smith and all that, like you're fine mm-hmm. in the bottom six. The question is who takes over on the right side for the top line. Silence. Yeah, just, no answers, huh? No one. <laughs> yeah, they'll actually just do two. They'll be like, yeah. all right, we'll put three defensemen back and just feed Marshan <laughs> for fast breaks. I like putting Zaka there. It worked with yeah. DeBrus to get him going. And, and Zaka's Zaka actually out. been really fun to watch these last couple of weeks. He was oh. he was fucking into it mm-hmm. on Monday. Yes. Into it. He was he was in on everything. Not for nothing, but Monty has the had the uh, practice lines, uh, production line, and then Hall, Krejci, Zaka, Foligno, Coyle, Frederick, Greer, Noshik, Smith. It's not terrible, but I do think we need one more body up there. Sure. I, I would still prefer that Pasta stay with Krejci for now, and I want to see Zaka on that top line and see if his game evolves a little bit more through the mm-hmm. season with that. <clears throat> personally he, he played he 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 held his own on the top line anytime he was put up there at the beginning of the season mm-hmm. so. he's the kind of guy that i feel like can hold his own in general the check line sucks oh my god end this end this experiment. i never say outright this hockey player sucks that line sucks why is that 
Why is I have that? There, no there, idea. There are three styles of play that should mesh perfectly well together. Why does it not work? Krejci, Krejci is. I mean, we don't we we don't have him for defense, but he's not terrible defensively. Pasternak, we don't have him for defense, but he's below average defensively. He's not a black hole. Mm. And Zaka's pretty good defensively. Why does this? Why does this? Why does this line hemorrhage chances and can't create their own? And can't. That's the thing that shocks yeah. me the most. With why the can't amount this, of with the amount of creativity on that line and talent yeah. and just it's, raw talent. Yeah. Like what is it? What is going on? I don't know. Maybe they all speak a different accent of Czech, and they actually can't understand each other at all. I don't think that's a thing, <laughs> Ian. Fuck! I make myself laugh sometimes, though. My God, that no, makes one I, of us for one for one reason or another. It doesn't work, but it's over. It yeah. is over in the biggest game, hyped up game of the regular season. How many shots did they have the first two periods when they were together? Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a big old zero. That 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 is a that is a goose egg. Zero. Absolute zero. When David Pasternak has zero shots, something's wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm gonna agree with that. Yeah, I am jump, gonna go out. It jumps out to you a little bit. Yeah, yeah right. Fuck, dude. I can't believe we're still doing it too. It's been three weeks of this line being donkey balls, and we've just been like, "It'll be fine." I would say it's been longer than that. (laughs) It was just being hidden because we were winning. Just brutal. I mean, we're still winning, but it was it was hidden because we were winning even harder. Yeah, we're winning by less now. I hate it. It's Mm -hmm. stupid. The sport sucks. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna be honest though. That was kind of the sentiment for the first two periods the other day. Yeah, where I was just like, man, everybody got up for this, but this team is looking tired. This mm-hmm. team is looking flat. Yep. And then third period, they come out and they started swinging it straight up, swinging yeah. their dicks just all over. Mm-hmm. I got, I gotta say, man, if we hadn't scored in that game, and I didn't get to hear that roar at least once, I, I would have so sad. I scared the shit out of my kid and both dogs when he scored that goal because I was just so fucking. I was like elated Relief. that they scored. But I'll tell you what, though, I don't know what it is with me, but it's it's more this year than ever before. I actually am more like I I don't want to say nervous because that's the wrong term. But like when it's one one, I almost feel worse than when we're down by a goal. I don't know what the feeling is, but it's just like. I think I don't I, want I think, another I level I of disappointment. I don't know. I think I get it. <laughs> because we've come back from being down so often yeah i'm just yeah. waiting for it not to pan out right yeah at I that think- point it didn't matter to me we scored i got to hear the roar i was like it doesn't matter how this ends yeah. at least i got that well, and then <laughs> and then getting the game winner with less than two minutes to go or whatever and it's just like because immediately as it's as time's winding down it's one one i was like this is gonna go to fucking overtime and then a goddamn shutout and i'm not gonna watch it i was gonna say if that if that ended in a shootout i would have I would. Th- I guarantee you, the league wanted it. Guarantee sh- you, the league wanted that. Well, the league wants a lot of things that no one else wants. So this I mean, is true. Uh, do you guys want to talk a, a little bit, real quick, about prospects? You got a little list here. Sure do. I mean, we already touched on one of them. At least Fabian Lisell had the most. Snig- I mean, he has one more game. They have the bronze medal game because they just yeah. lost in overtime. Yeah, but zero goals. 
zero assists, minus one in a tournament where Sweden scored 20 goals. He hit now, 11 were in posts. the same game. So yeah. <laughs> 11 or more in the same game. That is true. But he had yeah. four posts. Mm-hmm. He didn't look all that bad. He was just really snake bit. Yeah. Trying too hard, trying to do too much. Like, what was it? What was it from what you saw? Either of you. Honestly, I think that's a perfect description of it. I don't think he played great, but I don't think he played bad. The stats just don't look great. Yeah. I think he really tried hard not to be the guy. He was playing in their top six. They had a lot of talent offensively, which is weird because I thought we'd see a lot more than 20 goals through six games, honestly. That's Mm -hmm. how good offensively they looked on paper to me. And I thought he wanted to make sure, like, we're distributing. We're going to be we're going to be a unit. And I'm not sure if that whole team felt that way. Mm-hmm. And then in his moments, he just kind of like, yeah, the posts and whatnot. But uh, I, I was also surprised that he didn't get a little more going just because it looked like he was making the right plays a lot. He and was. It just never came to fruition. When you, get a, when you get a post and a crossbar within like, what was it, four minutes of each other? It's not your night. <laughs> yeah, that's tough. It's tough. I, I don't think this changes how I feel about him at all. Uh, I don't think this is a statement on his game. I think a lot of people are taking that that way. I think it's just incredibly disappointing World Juniors for him that he's going to be really upset about. I hope he gets a hat trick for the bronze medal game. <laughs> he'd still be upset. Not after that game, but he, later on, he'd be like, fuck, man, I really like those players want the gold. Yeah. And they want to contribute. And for sure. He didn't have the, the showing that he wanted. Do you know who did have the showing they wanted? Your boy. Talk about your boy, Ian. Boy, I uh, guess some uh, luck mills. <laughs> okay. All right. Tia, I hate this, the Tia, name. Tia, this is for you. Lots Milas. Yeah, Lots Milas. Uh, dude, he is filthy. Yeah. He's absolutely filthy. His skating is nice. His, and sk- his skating has improved so much. He is a young crazy. I'm telling you. He is not gonna beat you with his foot speed but that guy controls time he controls space and he opens pockets where there wasn't a pocket this guy has vision beyond vision i i he's ultra instinct lockmulus like this is this guy in three years at the top six center three years from today yeah i mean he, he needs some time we're not. He's going. He's going to UMass Amherst <laughs> next year. He was saying that he's gonna he's gonna turn pro after his sophomore year and then go right into the top six of the Boston Bruins. What? You know what? Fuck it. Yeah, you say it, and it makes it seem like that's kind of a crazy take. Depending because on where, is. hold on. <laughs> Depending on where the Bruins are, center wise, that your might not be mouth. that crazy of a take. <laughs> <laughs> but he is going to be a top six center in the NHL. Is my firm belief. I think this guy fucking has it. I love more than any physical attribute. I love what he's working with upstairs. I think this guy really has it. That would rule. That would rule. Hard, I would hard to say that name. Ian just got me ready years, to run through a wall for that kid. I'm just so oh. pumped. I want it oh, so yeah. bad. And if he never makes the NHL, I am going to cry blood. I'm going to be so upset. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. It's yeah. gonna, well, it's, it's, well, I mean, if he doesn't make the show, it's going to be like, uh, obviously, I wasn't doing the podcast back back then, but you guys remember Seth Griffith? 
<laughs> I was. Do you remember Seth Griffin? I was convinced he was going to be a fixture in the NHL for the Boston Bruins. Hey, a lot of teams were. <laughs> Whoops. That's why yeah. I'm not a scout, boys and girls. Oh my gosh, my mom is so funny because like she'll watch the videos and stuff, and she just goes, "You should seriously try to get into scouting." And I was like, "Ma, you have no idea how absolutely insane that sounds." <laughs> I can tell a little bit of. I'm not a scout. That's, yeah. Yeah. We take our best shots with these guys. Listen to someone else for what you should like. Yeah. If you want specifics, we are not the guys. Trust us. We are not any sort of authority on that. No. Our takes. We know how, we know how to great. watch the game, <laughs> but we know how to watch the game. But there's a huge difference between watching the game and dissecting it. Yeah. And drafting. Like we can, yeah. we can tell you what makes a guy good. We can't tell you what a 17 year old is going to do in eight years. <laughs> like those jobs are so hard. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it is cute when she's like, you should, you could be a real professional. Your mom is a saint. Bless her. She, she really is supportive. I'm very blessed. I feel very blessed this week, guys, with the classic and everything else. Just, uh, I feel very blessed. You know who else is blessed? Man, you're the master of transitions today. Dude, Brett Harrison going to a contender yeah. in the OHL. Yep. Oh, not only is he going to a contender, Mark Savard's coaching that boy now. Yeah. Sorry, who? Say it again. Mark Savard. Is that, is that Mark Savard? Mark is that Savvy? Savard. A little Savvy action? A little Savvy. Guess, guess who scored a goal in his first game under Mark Savard? Guess who scored a goal in his first game under Ma- Mark Savard with an absolute fucking piss missile? Piss Did you see missile. that shot? It was no, like, I'm just bringing it up for no reason. <laughs> just fucking outside the dots and beat the goaltender clean as anything like he didn't even see it he's got a shot man and he oh. so he gets traded and you know that you like your prospect he got when, traded for like he got traded for six or seven draft picks. <laughs> he gets traded and and the, the windsor spitfires the fans on social media was like fuck yeah we got brett harrison i was like fuck yeah you did <laughs> yes be proud of my boy uh, yeah I just I'm, I'm still I'm still waiting I'm still the I'm still waiting for the skating and the defensive acumen to come around. But uh, I've said it before. I'll say it again. He has an NHL shot right now. You could you could put him on like a power play in the NHL and play him nowhere else. Just put him on a power play and just have him just snipe. Yep. Or just rip. Just yep. rip from the blue line. Go. Just let him do it. Yep. Play four minutes a night. You only get power play time. That's it. <laughs> he has a lot of growing to do, but yeah. this is a season where we, he wasn't, we talked about him before the season, but he wasn't like, Hey, you got to watch this. No, guy he this wasn't year. on, he wasn't actually on anyone's radar. You might want to start paying attention to this kid. He just is fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the Watching office. him just shoot the puck and watch it, leave his stick. And then like, it leaves a stick and then you don't even see it go to the net, but it ends up in the back of the net. It's just, it's an unbelievable wrist shot. Unbelievable. Yeah. If you get sick of people on this team overpassing, watch him play a little bit. Cause he is eyes on the net every yeah. time he's down the ice. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't know what a pass is. <laughs> well, I'm sure he does, but most of his assists come on rebounds. Yeah. Oh man. 
So yeah, Mark Savard's going to be coaching that boy. Already is. Already yeah. paying dividends. Yep. Mark Savard's doing a pretty good job over there. That team's... He's doing a success. good job, but like, even, even if it wasn't a Savard thing, for Harrison to go into uh, a, a better situation team-wise, a more competitive spot, that's good for him. And start can, at center. And start at center. If he's going to mm-hmm. get... If he's going to get at least equal playing time, massive upgrade for him in his development. And then to have a pro's pro like Mark Savard being the 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 voice in the ear, mm. incredible change of fortunes. But this also tells you like what he's viewed at or like his talent is viewed at. Because how often do you see trades like that happen in the juniors? Six. He, he got traded for six draft picks. Yeah. Oh, this all? is the juniors, guys. <laughs> <laughs> this is oh, that it? Yeah. yeah. I'll take it. I'll take it. I can't you wait know to see what? It. Well, what? it's going to be, he's going to be on TV more. Oh, yeah, he those is. Games, those games will air because they're a better team. They're a playoff team. Mm-hmm. So that's good news for a hockey fan in general. Exactly. Exactly. They're gonna, there's going to be a lot more, a lot more of a, a lot more Brett Harrison on your NHL network if you're American. If you're Canadian, you know, just turn on Sportsnet. Mm. But, man, keep an eye out for him. He's, I can't wait to see him in Providence next year. Yep. I can't wait to see that shot in a professional setting. Yeah. yeah. That'll be really fun. Boys, do you, uh, you want to do a voicemail? Oh, I absolutely do. Didn't Let's, even know we had one. Hell yeah. I do want to get this one on because I don't think we've gotten a call from Army Bear yet. So, Army Bear, my boy! Hell yeah, dude. What's up, guys? It's Army Bear on Twitter. So, Pasta still doesn't have a contract, and this has been going around Twitter the last couple days. Would you trade him for Leon Dreisaitl? I 100% would. He's on my very short list of players I would trade Pasta for. He's on a good contract. He's the top five player in the league, and we need center help next year. I want to know what you guys think. Thank you, guys. Love what you do. Talk to you later. That's a that's a question that I would say yes to. Yes, God, do I say yes? Hold on, well, let me my, let my brain catch up with my other Dick. brain. I don't see why not. He's almost the same age. He's one year older. He's at team control for 8.5 over the next couple of seasons and he mm-hmm. fills a massive need as center for us next year. Yeah, I trade Pasternak for Leon Dreisaitl. Counterpoint. I say no because that doesn't do anything for us this year. And this year we're making a run at the cup. This year maybe Bergie's last. This year maybe Krejci's last. We're the best team in hockey. He's our number one goal scorer. He's third in the league in goals. There's no chance. I would rather risk losing him for nothing and make a real run at the cup and potentially win one and then be ass for the next three, four years. If we weren't in the position that we were in, if we were what I originally thought where we may or may not make the playoffs and you don't have a deal made, I think this is a no-brainer trade. I don't know if I make that deal. I think Pasta's too important to this team right now this year, and he may be too important to this this town or this franchise going forward from a marketing standpoint, from a talent standpoint, from a leadership standpoint. I think risking pulling a guy off of that team 
even if they weren't a playoff or the number one team in the league, if they were just an average playoff team, I think that risks fucking up a really good locker room situation too. And I think a move like that could bite you in the ass. That's a really well thought out argument. Thomas, I have nothing to add because that was, you basically took all of my points. Yeah. Like, we, we all three of us have said it on this podcast before the season probably the first week Ian was ever on this fucking show do you trade a championship for five years of mediocrity yes yeah. Yeah. anything for a championship I Banners, don't give a fuck Banners, especially this year Banners especially for Bergie Banners hang forever yep I'm still not convinced that Bergie doesn't come back for just one more year I'm holding out hope for that but I'm not banking on it mm-hmm what I am banking on is a player like Pasta being on this team and then making a real run this year. Oof, at very least, it's a real conversation, right? Oh, 100%. 100%. Absolutely. But what I just laid out is the main reason why I personally would say no. And I can be our- convinced otherwise in two months if this team starts falling apart. Yeah. And to Army Bear's credit, uh, that is a lot more of a... that His trade has a lot more credence than... The other trade that keeps making the rounds on the interwebs, which is uh, Pasternak for Patrick Kane. No, get out. Which is the dumbest thing yeah. I have ever heard. And if you made that statement and you think I'm calling you dumb, I am. If you think You're this right. statement is about you, <laughs> it probably is. <laughs> Pasta for Kane. One for one. What does that do for this team? It chops off our balls, is what it does. Like, mm-hmm. you know anybody what? Actually, who likes analytics, just... anybody who likes analytics, go ahead and go on to uh, evolvingwild.com and check out what Patrick Kane's doing this year. So, My, that's a lot of red. It wouldn't yeah. even matter if he was playing as well as Pasternak. It's still like that's an insane deal to make. Let's give Chicago, a struggling bullshit franchise, their next seven, eight year guy. Yeah. Their next franchise player. Let's just give him to that or give him to them and we'll take Kane at the tail end of his career where it's going to do absolutely nothing to improve our, our Stanley Cup chances this year. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the more I think about it too, the more I think about how much the team kind of kind of fuels off of Pasternak's swagger. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think for this year, I got, I got blinded by the, the fucking center position. Oh, 100%. I think you're right. I think doing it this year is actually not a great idea. Yeah. Even though that is a deal that you sit there and you just go, fuck, am I actually going to turn this down? Well, Army Bear, to his credit, he named one player out of what, three or four in this entire league that would make me think about it right now. Yeah. And two of them are on the same team, and that team's not in the yeah. playoffs. Yeah. Because <laughs> the so Oilers sweet. would pay Pasternak $14 million a year. <laughs> <laughs> and he would Aaron. take it. He would. He would. Ken take that Holland. Money and just Ken laugh. Holland. Yeah. Ken Holland would write a blank check and be like, "Name it." Yeah. <laughs> well, McDavid only makes twelve point five, but uh, the cap's supposed to be going up. So, <laughs> fuck. Man, I still love that Connor McDavid isn't the highest paid player in the NHL because Nathan McKinnon decided to be petty. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> it's amazing. So fucking funny. Oh, what a great question. What a really good question. I'm really torn on it. I'm really, if that deal was on my desk, I'd really be staring at that damn thing. Well, for a deal like that, Ian, uh, I think a general rule, good general rule to follow is that if your answer 
isn't an immediate and emphatic yes, it's mm-hmm. probably going to end up being no. No. I don't think that's how hockey works, but all right. <laughs> <laughs> no, for, no, for everything. No, I'm serious. Like, I'm not trying to be funny. Like, for everything that Thomas just named. Like, you got to say, like, all of those things immediately come to mind of what you're going to lose in Pasternak if you get a Leon Dreisaitl. No. Mm. And then there's a risk of, like, how good is Leon Dreisaitl really separated from Connor McDavid? That's a conversation to have, too. Yep. He's very, very, very good. Yeah, He's definitely, I don't think anybody's questioning that whatsoever. No, absolutely not. But definitely inflated with being with playing with Connor McDavid. Yep. Now, like Ian said, that's not how hockey works. <laughs> speaking of how hockey doesn't work, let's go to predictions and start with Andrew. Fuck you! Oh <laughs> my god! Really mean, but really funny. <laughs> uh, we on the West, boys. Oh, oh that's right. I have this a is, 10, 30, This is this is the schedule karma coming right back at Ian for getting to enjoy an amazing Winter Classic and then getting punished with ten thirty games. Ten thirty game with six a.m. start time at work the next yep. day, <laughs> and I have to make a video directly after. There's no chance for me to do it the next day. So uh, we're starting with a, a, a game tonight, hours from now. Jesus. Bruins at Kings. We lost to the Kings the last time we played them. How do we feel about this one? And you're uh, you're on by here. We will start with Andrew. Okay. So I think there has to be a kind of renewed vigor. This team is going to come out with a chip on their shoulder after the way that they lost that Kings game. That was bullshit. That was absolute bullshit. Yeah, it didn't feel great. Didn't feel great. They're going to be without DeBrusque, which pain. Loads of pain. Ugh. I miss them already, boys. But I think it's going to be a tight, hotly contested game. Phoenix Copley isn't going to do that again, I hope. So I'd say 4-2 dub. Okay. Uh... From a, just from a standings and points perspective, uh, the Kings are the third best team in the West at this moment. Man, the West is fucking weak. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, that said, they have a negative goal differential. <laughs> so no I don't understand. Fucking, no yeah, fucking they're, way. They're negative five. <laughs> My goal differential. It doesn't make any sense. It literally That's doesn't amazing. make any sense. And then that said, this sport's so stupid. Yeah. And, and that said, they're seven two and one in their last ten. So I don't know what the fuck this team is. I don't think they know what this team is. Yeah. Um. It's gonna be a tight game. I do think there's gonna be some swagger coming off of uh, the world. Uh, not world juniors. Jesus, I'm watching it in the corner of my eye. The world uh, classic. Yeah, the world classic. There it um, is. <laughs> off of the uh, the Winter Classic, but I feel like this could be a letdown game. I'm going to stick with saying that they're going to be the hotter team, but I think it's going to be a tight one. I'll go 3-2 dub. 3-2 dub. Awesome. Right, I have a 3-1 dub. I don't think I need to explain anything. You guys really went in on that one. Yeah. I just, I, the Kings are such a wild card to me. 
don't I know think what you're going to get out of them. Well, that, but it's, they're the Western Ottawa Senators to me right now, and I'm scared of them for no reason. Yeah. Well, that's a really good other, point. Other than losing. Yeah, that's a really good Jeez. point. The Western Ottawa Senators. No, yeah. Nothing has been more accurate and sort of complimentary, but sort of insulting. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. That's the analysis I, our listeners look for. Out of <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> If you're an LA there. fan and you're listening to this podcast, uh, do, why? Do you, how do you feel? Uh, why? And how do you feel? How do you feel about that description? Let us know. Yeah. Uh, then we're Bruins at Sharks Saturday. Also oh, a 10 30 game. A little bit easier bad. on Ian because it's a weekend. I work Sunday morning. Oh, Seven o'clock. Really? Seven o'clock. Yep. Son of a bitch. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, that's going to be a 4-2 Dubberoonian cheese where Carlson is two fucking points because that's just... He used to kill us. He'll continue killing us. He's having a great season. Yeah, no yeah. kidding. Actually, no one yeah, else is. Compared to the in. rest of the team, he's he's definitely... No one he's else leading is. the league in assists or that's tied so for the league in assists. Yeah, That's so wild. Yep. So dumb. No, it's so sharks. Yeah, so sharks. So it's, it's, That was it such an Andrew sharks. joke. Yeah, I honestly want to apologize. I won't, though. <laughs> See, if I made it, it would have been funny. I'm going to oh. not acknowledge oh. that either. And I'm going to go not acknowledging say, it. You have acknowledged it. Good I'm going to I'm going to say that this is a three one game in favor of the Bruins. The Sharks are fucking terrible. They've only won 12 games this year. They're not going to win against the best team in hockey. Shout out to David Quinn. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Andrew, what do you got? <laughs> Uh, I think it might be tighter than uh, than you guys are saying. Um, you always say that, but it never is. Are we talking about hockey? <laughs> not anymore, we're not. Put on the porn music now. Give me a score, dick. He's going to say 4-3, Dub. Yeah. God fucking damn it. <laughs> God fucking damn it. You're just so predictable. Yeah. God no, was that actually what you were going to say? Yes, you it that? was. 4-3 <laughs> dub. 4-3 dub. <sighs> and then we play an even worse team on Sunday. It is a back-to-back, but we're literally playing two of the shittiest teams in the NHL. The Ducks are somehow worse than the Sharks. This is going to be an ass-beating. How many regulation games have they won off the top of your head? Do you guys know? Regulation? Yep. Three. Unless they recently won another one in the past couple days. And I, I th- it's probably five. Three. Is it mm-hmm. really three? Three. three. Out of 38? Yeah. They're yeah. pretty good in overtime. Yeah. In overtime, they're like seven. They're like seven. What are what are they, they in? Have like four s- overtime losses. So. Yeah. They're like seven. seven they're like seven and four in overtime. They're really good in the shootout, I think. I think that's what it is. I think they keep getting to shootouts and winning. Oh, it's because Trevor Zegers and Troy Terry are fucking disgusting at the shootout. Uh, good for them. You guys enjoy those, you know, shootout wins. That'll get you the playoffs. Yeah, enjoy, uh, Connor, yeah, enjoy Connor Bedard to add to that. Yeah. To be fair. The people saying they wouldn't take Connor Bedard because they already have a bunch of centers. Guys, Are what? Dumbest- fuck off. If you're saying ever. that, fuck off. What, so what, stupid. What? <laughs> anyway, yeah. uh, who's who's guessing first on the Ducks? I'll take it. 4-1. Damn it! Yep. All right. It's going to be a great West Coast trip. No, I'm not changing my scores anymore. I'm, I'm just going to keep doing what I've been doing this season. I think it's a 4-1 dub as well. That's fine. 
Three zero dub. You son of a bitch. Goes with the shetty. I mean, I'm just if, glad if there was I got a team. it out of my system. But yeah, no, if there was a team. Uh, I, since I called out the Kings on their negative five differential, anybody want to take a shot in the dark about what the Ducks differential is? I actually have no idea, but I'm going to guess it's got to be in the 40s, right? I think it's, I, I, I think I remember seeing this a couple days ago. It's got to be, it's in the 60s, right? It no is neg- way. It is negative 70. Jesus We're 38 Christ. games into the season. They're at negative 70 for differential. So wait, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Time out, time out. Ian, there are Ducks fans who are saying they wouldn't take Connor Bedard because they have too many centers. No, not Ducks fans. No, no, no. We're talking analysts and stuff that are like, well, I mean, uh, maybe that's not a good fit for Bedard. <laughs> You're sitting there like, what? There is no... You know why every team mentality. is a good fit for Connor Bedard? Because, because if you, you get to draft a Connor else. Bedard... First of all, if you get to draft a Connor Bedard, yeah, there's a fit for him. If yeah. there isn't a fit for him, you fucking make one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so McTavish scary. is a wing now? Oh, no. Oh, no. Or, oh, no. Oh, McTavish. Oh, no. I can, dr- uh, I can trade McTavish for pretty much anybody I want to at this moment. Yeah. Like oh, negative 70. Negative 70. Negative 70. Yeah, and every vet, every vet, P- Patrick Verbeek is looking at every vet on that team going, and you're a second round pick, and you're a second round pick, and you're a third round pick, and you're a third round pick. You might be a first round pick. Yeah. We have uh, our differentials plus 57. Yeah. The next closest is plus 32, which is Dallas, who yeah. is currently or anyway anyway dallas can uh, blow so our Uh, our differential is plus 57 the ducks differential is minus 70 which means our goal our total goal differential is 127 (laughs) that's just so crazy they've allowed 158 goals and they've only scored 88 on a season (laughs) they only have 20 wait hold on they only have 24 regulation losses. How do you get to negative 70 in 24 games? I think they lost a couple of 8-1-7-2 games there. Here's the thing. They lost four games by a goal because it's overtime. Yeah. Ten games, they at least won by one. So somewhere in 24 games, they had to make up the difference yeah. of 14 <laughs> bucket. Like, what? Yeah, Ian. Not for nothing, but the longer you talk about how bad the Ducks are, the more likely they might win. Oh, they're gonna spank us sideways. Are you kidding mm-hmm. me? This <laughs> is gonna be embarrassing. I cannot wait to sit there and be like, "Wait, how the fuck did the oh we lost to Arizona too?" Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah oh, bullshit just, call. Don't don't don't. Whatever. Cry about it. I will. Fine. I will. I will be a little bitch about it. I, I'm just so that was a bullshit call. And I agree with him. I, I'm so over some of the controversy that doesn't exist. Like it's a regular season game that was 15 games of the season or whatever. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't care. We're not going to go 80 and three or whatever. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Do you guys have any uh, closing statements or uh, anything like that? I, I just want to reiterate how thankful I am for this whole past week. I mean, a lot of people made it really great, and I appreciate you guys. I'm it, it, just to like take off the jokes for a second. Ian, it was an absolute pleasure meeting you, and I can't wait till all three of us can do it. Yeah, I'm pumped. We definitely missed you, Thomas. What day did you guys do? New Year's Day. Was it New Year's Day? Yes. Uh, yeah, it would have been New Year's Day. I was so hungover. Um, <laughs> I don't think we even texted you though. I think we were just too busy talking. You know, you guys, you sent like a picture at one point, and that was pretty much it. I think, which fine, totally fine. fine. 
Totally fine um, I don't that. have anything particular to add. I'm so grateful just for the Winter Classic. Uh, I, th- I know a lot of people are talking about Winter Classic fatigue. Uh, the fact that it's been at Fenway multiple times or that the Bruins have now been in it four fucking times. I will never get tired of watching that. I will never get tired of the views, the energy, the just the impact that that day has on the sport. It is such an amazing showcase. Will not get tired of it. I'm, I'm thankful for that shit. Uh, and I'm very, very happy that 2022 is over because that year felt like it dragged for so many reasons. I feel like I'm getting a little bit healthier and a little bit closer to being able to step back on the ice. Uh, nice. So we're a few more weeks away from some frozen ponds. How's, how the, how's the ponds looking? How are the ponds looking over there? It depends. Uh, I will be up in Maine uh, in a couple weeks Hell for yeah. a little pond hockey. Hell yeah. uh, and I'm very much looking forward to that. Mostly because I'll also have a beer in my hand for the majority of it. So That's the way to live. That's, That's where my head's at. Yep. Um, I'm also very thankful I checked in on uh, our sales for some uh, some of the hoodies and, and whatnot. And I know a lot of people ordered some short shift merchandise right before the holidays, whether they got it for themselves, uh, they got them as gifts or, or whatever. Uh, but I just want to reiterate that that, even though we only get a very small cut from it, it does help us out immensely because obviously we have shit to pay for and this is not something that we do out of anything other than the goodness of our hearts uh this is a passion play so a couple of bucks here or there uh because you're throwing a t-shirt at a buddy or whatever is always appreciated so go on our twitter at short shift pod uh click that link you'll see a couple of links there including ian's channel which you better fucking go and subscribe to because he's gonna have his ass handed to him this week with these late games and he We're deserves so to subscribe yeah, I was just looking at it, and it's a 10.30 Saturday night. Next morning, I work at 7, a 10.30 or an 8.30 the next night, and then I work the next day as well. So yes. <laughs> I'm going to be a zombie on Monday. Yep. It'll be fine. Yep. You'll be okay. You'll be okay. okay. Yep. It's worth it. But everything everything we're doing right now, I'm, I'm stoked that we're over 100 episodes. I'm stoked that we're starting a new year. This is basically uh, the anniversary for me and uh, Andrew. Yeah, I think I think not this week, but next week is the official two years. But nice. Well, here's the two more, and uh, go bees. Go bees. Go bees. Later, boys. Bye. Right in there. (laughs)